Welcome to Therapy Snacks. I'm your host, Molly Zive. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Just like snacks, these episodes are digestible, accessible, and offer a variety of ways to think about our mental health. This is not to substitute for treatment. Please rate, subscribe, and share right now. Welcome to Therapy Snacks. I am so excited that you're here with me today. And we're going to be talking all about this concept of the self-love club. I'm really excited to get into it and talk about why I wanted to create it, why it's so important for me. So let's go ahead and start with some grounding. Take a nice big inhale through your nose, filling up your heart space. Maybe even put your hands on your chest over your heart. Exhale gently through your mouth. Again, inhaling through your nose, filling up your heart space, feeling your hands gently on your chest. This time I want you to sigh it out. Make some noise. Last one on your own. I am so excited for this episode. I even dressed up. I'm wearing my heart-shaped glasses and a heart scarf. Um, If you have an Instagram, I'll add a reel to show my getup because I think it's cute. Um, So this concept of the self-love club was really potentiated with my creative consultant, Amanda Chase. If you're listening, Amanda, I love you. She knows how much I love you or love her. Um, And I was talking about how much I love groups and how much um, I wanted to offer self-love groups. And I had kind of weaved it in and out of my business, but it hasn't really stuck. And I really needed someone to help like create, co-create something that was authentic to me. So I really do feel like I am creating something from a really authentic, awesome place. And I, and I can't wait to dive deeper into why I created it. Um, so a little bit of background is I got a lot of my esteem from sports growing up. Um, and this is like a vulnerable share for me. Cause like even saying this out loud, it brings up a lot of shame. So Growing up, I played sports. Um, I made the soccer team in high school and like I never played club. So it was very surprising. I remember like parents would come up and be like, wow, I didn't know you were that good because I like wasn't in the club space. I like played community soccer league. Um, And then I also played volleyball. And my freshman year, I recognized like I was better at volleyball. I made a better team. I made JV. And I just wanted to do that full time. And so like I did club, um, volleyball and that I, and then I quit soccer before I even began it. Like I made the team and I went to the coach. I'm like, sorry, I'm doing club. Like I can't do it all club volleyball. So then my sophomore year came around and I didn't make varsity volleyball. And I was really, really upset. Like I said, I got a lot of esteem from it. Like it really, really crushed me. Um, to the point where I just like felt really, I felt really lost. I didn't know like who I was, what I wanted to do. Um, and saying it like back, I'm like, wow, the drama of being a teenager. Um, 
But like I, I even to the point of like, I just want to go to a different high school. I want to move up to San Clemente where my dad was living and go to high school there because I just didn't feel like I was a part of something that I wanted to be a part of. Um, so from there, I really like started pivoting into getting more involved with clubs and getting more involved in different activities that the school offered. Um, and it really was like an opportunity. It really was a gift for me to lean into some of these other things that I never gave myself time to do. Um, of course, I was still like a volleyball warrior. Like I had I played club and I was traveling every weekend. For those of you who played club sports, you feel me on that. Um, but I really found that I wanted to be a part of a community. And growing up in Southern California or California in general, the college system is really, really competitive. Like to get into a UC school, my little brother's about to graduate high school and hearing his experience with it, like really brought up a lot for me and remembering like, oh, they want you to be involved in a bunch of different clubs and you have to have a 4.8 GPA to get into a UC school. And, and don't quote me on that, but it just seems like so, so competitive and so like out of hand, essentially, like I remember how competitive it was. So a part of me got involved in like these activities with school um, because I wanted it to look good on my college applications. Like that's what all the counselors were telling me. That's what I needed to do. So um, it was really a blessing, you know, not making the team I wanted um, for volleyball. And then also like how competitive California schools are. I, I kind of forged my way into getting more involved and I did ASB middle school. I did yearbook. Um, I did the newspaper. I played volleyball, as I mentioned, I even created a club, the Jew crew. Um, <laughs> so funny looking back and I'd have to look at my yearbook to, um, see how many clubs I actually was in, in high school, because I was just like that dorky kid that did a bunch of clubs. Like I don't, it didn't seem cool to me at the time. Like it, it did, it kind of seemed a little dorky, like that I would rather go to the debate team during lunch than to hang out with my friends. Like that's a little dorky, but the overarching theme is I wanted to be a part of a community. I wanted to be a part of something bigger. So yes, I took these steps because of circumstances in my life that I mentioned, but it really felt good for me to be a part of a community and like belong to something bigger than myself. Um, because in my high school years, I really did. That's, I feel like when I struggled the most with my mental health and to be outside of myself was really important to me and to have connection and community was really helpful. While I didn't like open up about all of my mental health struggles to people, like it was part of my coping strategy is to like be around people and to externalize um, some of my energy into something bigger than myself, which was really important. So my love for community, co-creating and belonging to something bigger than myself really allowed me to facilitate this container, which is a self-love lunch club. And I want to carry the essence into the self-love lunch club and allow people to show up and give and receive support. I really want to bring the essence of how I was as a kid, just trying to find my way in the world. And like in a lot of ways, post-isolation COVID, we're trying to figure that out, right? Like we're all trying to like make sense of what we want our life to be um, after such 
deep, deep, deep grief and isolation um, for a long time. So we heal in relationships is a point I really want to make. Um, we learn so much about ourselves in relationships, right? Like a good couples therapist will say relationships are like mirrors and they truly are. Like we all have things that we need to work on. So relationships are really key. I mean, that's one of the most basic needs of being a human being is belonging and being in relationship. And I also want to talk about how community is a privilege and it takes work. It takes work to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, and so like creating this container, yeah, it does take a little bit of work. It takes some buy-in to want to um, commit to showing up not only for yourself, but like, a, you know, as you may not know the people in the container, like as it begins, but over a certain amount of time, like people begin to like care about you. People are really wondering like, hey, where was she this week? Or what is she doing? What is she up to? Like people begin to care deeply. And that's a privilege. Um, and it, it really is something special to be in group. Um, as some of you may or may not know, I did train mostly in psychiatric hospitals and a lot of the therapeutic work was through group facilitation and I was really fucking good at it. I loved it. I, I think I was good as at it because I loved it because I really met the clients where they were at. You know, I was like, let's offer a music group. We know how healing that is. And then of course, uh, this is to be processed later. Like some of my colleagues were just like, it's not evidence-based, which is all bullshit. Um, because the clients loved it and they loved me and they love showing up and knowing that, um, I, I was there to support them and I really wanted the best for them. And, um, my group facilitation work really like allowed me to find my voice as a clinician and what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do. So although this new container is coming through, um, where it's not necessarily therapy, I do bring all of my knowledge and all of my wisdom from group therapy. Like I, I still am the same person. It's just not being facilitated in a therapeutic way, meaning like I'm not obtaining informed consent from these client quote unquote clients to be in this group. Like this is really like a, a club. This is really like a casual fun thing for you to show up to. If you want to have a sense of community and get more involved in your self-love journey, right? Like that's a huge part of this is we're talking about the most important relationship is with ourselves through community. Like it, it may sound really, um, counter intuitive in terms of like, yeah, the topic is self-love and like, we're going to do it in a group, but it actually potentiates your growth for self-love because you have other members in there who are also trying to work on themselves, also trying to create accountability in their daily lives. Um, and they really want to see you win and they really can hold the lens of positive regard up to you. And I think that that's really important because a lot of us are so critical of ourselves and so self-judging. So to be in a group where that's not the case, you know, there may be some judgment or parts that come up for other people, but I mean, ultimately, like as a facilitator, it's my responsibility to create safety and to create that positive regard towards self and others in a group situation. So 
I love doing this work. I love being able to offer this. And I love that it's coming from a place of like this younger version of myself um, is really shining through. And um, that feels really, really special to me and really in, in resonance of the energy I want to bring to this container. So if you're interested, you can go to my website, therapywithmolly.com, go to services and sign up for the self-love lunch club. And I'm going to be holding a informational session that's completely free next Friday, October 28th um, at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to just learn more information, if you're curious, I really invite you to show up um, at least to the free info session. So get your name on the list um, through my website to get the link for um, the free info session. And this is open to people in California, outside of California, internationally. It'll be held virtually. And it's also um, under the provision that it is coaching. So it's not under my license, which is only in California. So you'll be able to um, work with me. And so it's the container is a club that will begin November 4th. It's every Friday, the first three Fridays in November, because um, we have Thanksgiving coming up the last week. So I wanted to be mindful of that. But um, so it will be November 4th, 11th, and the 18th from 12 to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't make one, I still encourage you to come. Um, so you're still invited. So this is open to current clients who receive a discount if they're interested, past clients, uh, future clients who want to work with me, um, friends even, because this is coaching, it it's not therapy. And so that relationship, you know, we're all good. Like this is really about community. And then it also is um, along with these like healing circles or clubs. Um, it's also a one-to-one -one with me. And so I'm calling it my office hour. So we'll figure out a time during the month to meet for an hour together and talk about your self-love goals. Um, if you want to try brain spotting with self-love, I'd be happy to facilitate that. Um, and give you more information around that. And please pass this along. Like if you feel like maybe someone would really benefit from this club, uh, maybe it's not your time right now, um, please pass this along. You know, I'd love to see you or your friends or whoever you may think would benefit from this at the free session next Friday. And um, I hope you take really, really good care of yourself. I'm really excited about this offering with the holidays coming up, I don't know what, when I'm going to be offering it again. So, um, I know for sure in November I'll be offering it and I hope to be like a monthly or if not seasonal thing where people can get to work with me and work in this capacity if they feel called to. So I really hope you consider it or passing along the information. If this sounds cool or fun for someone else, I, appreciate you listening today and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Take care. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with me. I think it's really important to take care of yourself and listening to podcasts and being with yourself is so important. It sends out a ripple effect. When you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your family and your community. 
So keep up the great work. If you want to learn more about this podcast, go to therapysnacks.org or you can find us on Instagram at therapy underscore snacks. You can find the host, me, Molly, at Molly Zive Therapy on Instagram. All right, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. Take care.